Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. All right, Fred, I think we're up. Thanks for being here. How are you doing tonight? I am doing great. I'm really happy to be here. Yes, sir. So and I guess just to give everyone, the audience a quick background of what's going on and who you are and all that good stuff. And, um, you know, what I read about you, you're big in entrepreneurship, you're a thought leader, you're the CEO of Idea Pros, I think. And maybe let's just start, you know, with the the old, you know, the go-to question, you know, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself and that way we can kind of get going from there. Thank you. Um, let me start with a broad view. Okay. Uh, and, and because the broad view applies to me as well. And for especially for you younger folks that are listening, um, literally in your career, you spent that the first half of your career building up your resume, you know, and, and the second half building your eulogy. And um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, at, I'm at that part of my career where it's really all about giving back trying to do something with a purpose, trying to reflect on how fast life goes by and what I can do to impart to other people so that they can take advantage of the experience that I've had and learn how to do things in a more impactful, meaningful way and do them more quickly because every day that we have and don't do anything with is a day that we lost. So I've been an entrepreneur forever. I've started 10 different companies, uh, taken a couple of them public, nice. and I uh, had a couple of other companies that uh, acquired me for way too much money. And uh, I started Idea Pros about four years ago in order to really give 
entrepreneurs, the kind of mom and pop entrepreneurs in middle America, uh, an opportunity to have an unfair advantage, uh, take advantage of the experiences that I have, the connections that I have, and really find a way to to make a difference in other people's lives. And so that's that's why I'm, I'm here today. So going back a little bit, I like what you said there about, you know, just trying to give back and kind of maybe just teach what you've learned in life. And is that just something that hit you along the way? Or was it like a moral or a value, if that's what you want to say, that was already kind of ingrained into you and that you just knew that you reached a certain point in life and said, hey, it's time I start sharing my knowledge with the younger generations or whatever you want to say? Yeah, you know, and I wish I could pinpoint when it happened. I know that I've always been kind of a a giving person, and sometimes in a bad way, like when we were all 20 and there'd be eight of us out to dinner and I'm always the one that paid. Uh, and and a lot of times in a good way where where you give of yourself even when you don't have to. And that has kind of cemented itself over time and allowed me to reflect on the best way to be as a human being. Sure. And, and when I finally figured that out, my focus started becoming on you can't be you can't have a great company if you're not a great leader and you can't be a great leader if you're not a really good person and being a really good person starts at home and so my whole reflection on entrepreneurship has turned into purpose driven entrepreneurship so that no matter what you do in your life if you focus on doing the right thing first you're always going to have a better life and so that kind of transcended over time and uh, like a fine wine as they say kind of got better and better but there was no finite point where I all of a sudden decided well I got to get back it's just been an ongoing process and now with idea pros and with my social media uh, where I have several hundred thousand followers I'm able to give back every single day so it's very rewarding for me hmm. that's beautiful and I'm loving what you're saying just because I've and I, I guess I'm going to play sitting on the fence right here, devil's advocate, because I wonder in the modern world or today's society or workplace culture, however you want to say it, is that I guess I get your thoughts on this. Do most people want to share their knowledge or do they want to keep their knowledge to themselves so that they can kind of continue growing and being as powerful as they can and get to wherever they want to be and just kind of, you know, keep their secrets all to themselves and, but without sharing. And like, you know, cause there's a lot of people, well, maybe I shouldn't say a lot of people, but growing up with my experiences and stuff, I've always had kind of best of both worlds where you had people who wanted to teach you things, but people who also didn't want to teach you things just because they didn't want you to get ahead of them and outshine the master, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's really interesting that you say that because a lot of times the people who decided to teach you are people that didn't do so well <laughs> in their own lives, right? They're like, fuck it, I'm going to be a teacher. Um, and I hope I can say that. Yeah, yeah you can do whatever you want, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, but the reality is people who have done really well in their lives climb the mountain several times. Sure. A lot of times they don't really want to give back and they don't really, and this is a blanket statement. There's thousands of exceptions. Sure. But for the most part, people who've gotten to the top of their game are a lot of times they got there because they just think of themselves. And it's easier it's a lot easier to do that, to just think of yourself. It's harder to do it the other way, where you're considering every move you make, you're considering, is this the right move? Am I doing the right thing for my employees, my shareholders, my customers? 
Uh, it's much harder to do that. But I smile a lot more than than those other guys because I know that doing the hard thing, doing the right thing, uh, allows me to to give back in a different way. And so I don't know if I answered your question directly, but I I, I think the the reality is that more of us should give back and more of us should think about that from when we're young, when we're really young. Because even if you think about it, somebody's 30 years old, if they live to be a ripe old age, they've already spent a third of their life at 30. 30 year life is gone. And what have you given back? You're still trying to figure out what to do. You haven't given back anything. So the sooner you can think about giving back, the more you're going to do well for yourself because the more you give back, the more you get. Yeah. And, and, and touching on my background, I guess that I've always liked to kind of share my knowledge and skills and talents or whatever you have, just expertise, just because in a sense, it makes me feel successful too. If somebody comes to me and asks me a specific question or how to do something and that I feel good, you know, sharing something like that before. And in one of my first jobs, you know, I had somebody ask me, you know, uh, what does success mean to you? And it was an interview and I was probably 24, 25, fresh out of college. I had no clue. I was like, I don't, you know, I didn't know. So uh, I remember going home that night and just like kind of looking up success and, you know, Googling stuff and seeing what I could find out doing my research. And it seems like based on what I was seeing, like a lot of people were saying just like what I just said that, you know, it meant a lot to them to give back to people. And it doesn't matter if, you know, if you made the quarterly earnings that year or whatever it was just more that you know hey i'm helping people you know i'm always not going to be here forever so why not pass down this knowledge and maybe i could say something to person a b or c and then all of a sudden we take a project task subject and just make it better and we start bouncing off ideas and like you know being a team-oriented base and always and always once i read that I was like, that makes more sense to me than rather just saying success means oh i made two million dollars this year or whatever right yeah absolutely um somebody asked me uh, when I made my first million dollars and I told him it was uh, it was two years before I lost my first million dollars. Um, and, and that's the way life is. It's ups and downs. And if you base success on what you have in the bank and nothing else, then success is very fleeting. Uh, for me, I describe success as this. When you get up in the morning and you put your feet down on the ground, are you smiling? Mm. That That's success. And if you can be there and you're smiling because you're doing what you want to do, you're with who you want to be with, you have the friends that you really need in your life, you're doing things for others around you, and you're trying hard every single day, and you're smiling about it, that's success. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, man. Just that exactly what you just said. That, And I think it goes well overlooked. And especially again in the modern world, just because I always like to say on here that people are running off momentum and they forget about surrounding themselves with good people and, you know, how fortunate they are, you know, waking up with their feet hitting the ground and being able to go eat a good breakfast and start their day. And especially being an entrepreneurial ship where, you know, I've had a lot of an entrepreneur where I've had where I've speak, spoken with a lot of entrepreneurs on here and that, you know, waking up and actually getting to do or work at your passion, you know, however long you want to be in your own boss it means a lot nowadays compared to somebody who's waking up, you know, like, Oh, great. I woke up this morning. I got to go to the nine to five and sit <laughs> on the fluorescent lights and in my prison and just, you know, act like I'm happy, which are really not. And they just kind of just ride that out until, 
you know, hey, 30 years, I guess I'll just go ahead and retire. But it means a lot to what you just said. And like, you know, what I'm saying that people forget about those little things like surround yourself with friends and how fortunate you really are to do X, Y, and Z where people don't get that. Yeah. And and, uh, great points. And and if you, if you are working for somebody else, if you are working in another company, that's okay. Not everybody has to be their own boss, but it was really interesting to me. We have in idea pros, we have a, a really dedicated and hardworking crew in Tijuana and I'm in San Diego. So we're just a car ride across the border. And I went there about a month ago and met with about close to 20 of them. We all sat down and we had lunch together. And I started asking them about their own aspirations, their own desires, what they want to do in their lives. And one after another, they got up and they had these incredible dreams and and incredible goals. Here they are working for me, answering the phone and dealing with mundane tasks. But they, they all have these things they want to do in their lives. And I decided that day that I was going to help empower those things. And, and we kind of incorporated a system into our company so that if you want to build something, we're going to help you. If you want to spend time creating something that maybe even my company can use, we're going to promote that. We're going to let you, encourage you to spend a certain amount of time every single week working on your dreams and your passion, your desires. So if you are working for somebody else, find a company that will do that with you. Find a company that will allow you to grow and to blossom while you're creating fertile soil for them, do the same thing for yourself. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, um, there's a lot of companies who, I don't know, there's probably not a lot, but I I love that companies who do that, you know, they give their employees a hammer or a tool, if you want to say, like, now you have the tools, now what are you going to build out of it? Or what are you going to do with it? And we're, you know, most people don't always have that opportunity in life and that when they find that it's like like i said like are you either going to build a house now with that or are you just going to hit yourself a knee and then blame <laughs> yeah then blame everybody else for your problems and yeah so i admire people like that you know with companies like that and just you know because i've always said that there's a lot of people who don't get the same opportunities as other people in this world so yeah they might you know they get a bad hand of cards growing up and then some most people do well, but not everybody does the best that they can. But then all of a sudden they get a lucky break, you know, or whatever you want to say that we're working for somebody like you. It's like, oh, hey, here's my chance to actually do something where I don't have to, you know, keep working at nine to five every day and just hating my life where I can actually be happy when I wake up and get to go do a task that I want to all day. And doesn't matter if it takes eight hours or 12 hours, I'm happy and not complaining, just being there. So, yeah, is that was that something you learned from like you? somebody else in your career and to incorporate that within your uh, companies or what? You know, you, you, you learn as a human being, you learn and your bad lessons can be just as important or even more important sometimes Mm. than your good lessons. So if you have a role model that uh, just exemplifies what you should be doing as a human being, that's really powerful. But if you have someone who's doing the opposite that's just as as powerful, and that really empowered me when I was when I had my first jobs at twenty years old, and I had this boss that I would come up with these ideas because I was always trying to think outside the box, and I'd present them to him, and he'd say, "Ah, oh, that's a shitty idea." Three weeks later, he'd present this idea to the whole company. It's his oh, idea, no, you oh, know. No. And, and that happened to me three different times, and then that was the last time I worked for anybody else. Um, so. 
that inspired me to be the opposite of that. Same thing when I was growing up, my mom and my dad were complete opposites. My mom was the role model of, of what you should be as a parent. My dad, uh, not, not so much. Sure. And I learned equally from both of them. Yeah, I learned from my dad how not to parent. And I learned from my mom the types of things you should do to, to try to be a really good human being. So that kind of gave you a good balance. Is that what you would? Absolutely. <laughs> Love and hate. <laughs> Abuse. Abuse and happiness. Yes. Oh, man. So, Great balance. So when you, and I am really admire that when you, when you said that boss took your ideas and just ran with it right at the three times that, you know, you just didn't buckle it or back down and just, you know, say, well, this is how life is. I guess I'll just keep doing it. You just, and that's when you decided, Hey, I actually want to go do something on my own. And, yeah. and that one defining moment, is that kind of what you think sparked, you know, your success and where you are today? Is this that right there? You knew that, boom, I'm never doing this again or sharing this or whatever. It, it was definitely a, a turn, early turning point in my life. And I just thought, ah, I'm just not going to do this anymore. You know, better or worse. And by the way, uh, I had a lot of successes, but I've had a lot of failures. Like, sure. like I said earlier, uh, you know, I, I made my first million dollars two years before I lost my first million. So there's ups and downs. If you're an entrepreneur, you go from working 40 hours a week, you know, and getting your regular paycheck to working 80 hours a week and not getting paid at all. And you're smiling and you're happy uh, doing it because you're doing what you want to do. And, and, um, it's a hard journey if you want to be an entrepreneur. It's, it doesn't mean that that it's easy. It doesn't mean that it's easier than having this regular job, but it means that it's a lot more fulfilling. You're doing what you want to do. You're doing what you're passionate about. And that allows you to, as I said earlier, get out of bed, put your feet mm. down and smile. You know, you know, like you just said, you know, making your first million and also losing it very quickly and being an entrepreneur, you know, from what I've, talked with other people it's like taking one step forward and two steps back and you know and then you would you said something earlier about you know the people around you and making sure that they're okay and keeping them successful and working and stuff so do you find yourself pretty stressed in the beginning of taking on whatever it is and then does it kind of ease up as long as you go or or what or i guess what's the mentality of it all <clears throat> if you want to be a quote-unquote successful entrepreneur you got to be able to walk through fire and and not feel that stress because there is an abundant amount of stress every single day in entrepreneurship. And what I'm doing right now is kind of insanity because we we have over 300 companies under us that I'm responsible for. That so every morning when I get up, I, I have to think not only about Idea Pros and how we're doing and how we're, we're growing and what our problems are. There's 300 fledgling organizations or not even launched yet companies that are all looking to me and relying on me. So it's a lot of stress. You have to become bulletproof. So the stress is going to be there. You have to learn how to let it roll off your back. Hmm. Was that tough having to learn that just to let it roll off your back? Because I feel like a lot of most people probably have tough times with that. You yeah. Know, when they when they get a loss or a defeat, then they're just like, no, nah, this ain't for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that kind of separates the real entrepreneur from from the wannabe ones. The the reality is this, and this happens in every aspect of your life. There are things you can control and there are things you cannot control. Sure. Things you can't control, you can't worry about because you can't control them. 
you know, there's a pandemic. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> but, but what can I do about it? Well, I'm not yeah. going to come up with anything that's going to cure things. There's a big parts shortage in China and people can't get the supplies they need if they're trying to start a company. Okay. Well, General Motors was also releasing cars. They didn't have half of the electronics in them sure. because they couldn't get the parts either. You can't worry about things you can't control. And if you, if you if you can focus on only worrying about what you can control, your life's going to be a lot easier because those stressful things you can work out because they're on your plate, you're in charge of them, and you figure out the solutions. Yeah, that took me a while to learn was that, you know, I always felt like if I could control everything, I guess, and that if something was amiss that, you know, it would send me in some type of, you know, I usually say pretty even keel, but I would notice at certain times like, you know, I'd start worrying, being stressed out, not acting like myself and and that I would go back and like I had a friend who kind of said, hey, look at it this way. And he says, like, you know, basically just what you said, like, can you control this? Like, what can you do to change this outcome or change this in any way? It's like, well, I can't do nothing. This is how it is. This is what it is right now. And he's like, so, OK, so don't stress. This is, you know, it, it's not on <laughs> you. Now, it's like, yeah, now if you can find a situation where you do have control, like, you know, hey, what can I do to either change this for the good better or worse, then you attack that problem. And then another thing you said, so when you start thinking like that and you start finding yourself kind of getting out of your even kill was that, you know, think about it, like who's in control right now? Do I, can I control this or not? Then put up a red stop sign. If it gets to a point that says, can I control this? And it's like, Hey, yeah. So that's my visual thing now, whether it's whatever, it's just like, if I start going down a weird road and knowing that I can't control something or change something for the better or for worse, just like, okay, red stop sign. All right. Let's sit back and we'll figure it out. Let's pump the brakes a little bit here. And yeah. that was a good thing for me in life that because it was one of those things, you know, when I graduated college, I was worried about trying to find my first job and what I was going to what was going to be like. And, you know, I was so nervous about being a loser because all my friends were starting families and graduating and moving to bigger cities and starting their careers. And where I was just kind of, well, I got to find something. I don't know what to do. So, yeah. Like, yeah. And I guess and I kind of just. I mean, I've done well and I've figured things out, but at first it was just, I'd had no clue what I was doing. It was, you know, and it was just so stressing me. It was so stressful to that point right there until I finally took it one step at a time and started to realize, okay, just trust the process, I guess. Yeah. And what you just said at the end, one step at a time, this is where we have our biggest downfall. Uh, and And by the way, disclaimer here, just because we're sitting here talking about how to not worry about things you can't control doesn't mean we don't sit here and, and worry about these things, right? Because I find myself worrying about things I can't control all the time. <laughs> but then I'm like, shit, I'm doing what I tell people not to do exactly. and so I can bring it back down. But here's the biggest problem. Getting out of college or getting out of high school and getting ready to start your career. We want to do 10 years worth of stuff in a year. Mm. And we can't do that. Right. We're looking at how do I become a winner? How do I get here? How do I get my house, my car? How do right. I have that perfect wife or husband? Are, are my kids going to be wonderful? And we're, we're we're making these 10 year plans that we want to accomplish in a year. Forget about that. You just try to do a little bit more tomorrow than you did today. And if you go, if you have these 10 year goals, understand it takes 10 years to do it. Sure. You're not going to look at somebody on Instagram that's flashing all their fancy cars and homes and everything and be that overnight. The only change you can make overnight is right here with your mindset. You literally can change your mindset overnight. And when you do that, then those 10-year goals 
you're going to take little bite-sized pieces at a time, one step at a time, and you're going to get there. But be patient. Yeah, that's a that's pretty hard to tell people to be patient and just hope that it all works out. But yeah, I agree 100% with you. And and I'm wondering, I want to get your thoughts on this that you know, when I was talking about, you know, living in a I guess a fast-paced culture and I kind of living off momentum that and you know, when we're touched on what success looks like that some people like I forgot who I was talking to or where I picked it up from, but somebody, you know, I either they were talking to somebody else or told me that you're not really successful until you own a, a Rolex. And I was like, well, I don't think that's true. So and I guess what I'm getting at is that, you know, are we living too much in a materialistic world where when people are graduating college or trying to get in their first, you know, uh, business or whatever that, you know, they don't really understand that success is, you know, looks like it's just all watches and fancy cars and big houses and fancy clothes rather than just, hey, man, are you like you were saying earlier? Hey, are you are you working? Are you doing what you love? You got people around you and all that good stuff. So that's my question. Is it just too much of a materialistic world and just these false narratives on what success is? You know, I, I told one of my friends the other day, I'm really tempted to start a social media site that only focuses on the shit that happens to you. And you can't <laughs> post, right? You can't post unless you've had a really shitty day nice. and show it to other people because that's life, you sure. know, and when and, and we look at social media everything's a filter you 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 no matter what you look like you can look like whoever you want to look like no matter what you've done in your life no matter how crappy of a day you enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You can sit in front of a mansion or you can go rent a Lamborghini for a day. You People are only presenting the, quote unquote, the best of themselves. And the best of themselves is very thin and very materialistic. And so uh, we are driven in that direction because that's what we're being fed day in and day out. Put your phone down for a while. Spend a weekend without contact with anybody else. Go out there and enjoy what life has to give. And you're gonna start seeing that it's a lot more impactful when you're being more impactful, when you're not choosing to try to mimic everybody else. And by the way, the price of used Rolex is, is down. So if you wanna go get a used Rolex, uh, go get one, but they're down for a reason. They're down because you know people are tired of this shit. Mm. And uh, get into yourself and appreciate where you are. I tell people all the time, you can either be sitting there in quicksand or you can be sitting there in a rock solid foundation. And the only difference is the person in quicksand is, as you said earlier, somebody who's always blaming others, mm -hmm. and looking at others, right? 
if you're blaming other people for where you are in your life, you're going to be in this quicksand because you're not accepting where you are. If you accept where you are, you're in this solid foundation because I'm here and it's okay because I know where I want to go and being okay with where I am is going to help me get to where I need to be. And so that's how you need to start thinking. And if you can do that, you're going to have a much better life than if you're stuck in that quicksand of looking at all those Rolexes on Instagram. Mm. I'm glad you said that. And I've always, and I picked this up from a movie and the guy was talking about being in quicksand and that no matter how much you fight quicksand, it just keeps pulling you down and pulling you down when you're just moving around and kind of doing exactly what you just said. And, and I haven't thought about that in, I don't know, years. And I'm glad that you just said that. Cause that just hit me and I forgot all about that, but yeah. that's one thing that, and I guess, you know, when I'm you know, again, going back on, you know, worrying and being stressed out and things that when I start to do that, I find myself just making the situation worse. I'm just getting pulled down over my interior, over your head. And yeah. And it's just these little things like what we're saying, just changing the outs, you know, the outsource or outspoken words that you're saying and mm-hmm. just a little bit rather than just saying, I can't do something and just say, well, maybe I can't do it today, but maybe tomorrow. And just the way you talk to yourself and, and, you know, realizing that you're doing it, making these little small decisions to build up to a great decision over time. And just, you know, trying to say like, you know, Hey, you know, I, this, I'm not going to do this in 10 years or one year. I'm going to do my 10 year plan and just follow the plan. And yeah. yeah and just like you said, I'm not going to worry about the people, you know, judging me and telling me about Rolexes that I'm not doing anything and I'm not, I should just go, you know, quit and start a not start my regular nine to five and not even try to live up on my dreams or anything. And I mean, and, but going with that, I mean, did you have anybody like that when you first started out, you know, with your business and stuff just saying, you know, Fred, what are you doing, man? And just, just go work a job and just take the steady road and don't worry about being an entrepreneur. Uh, constantly, I constantly happened. There's never been a time when that hasn't happened. And, uh, you know, you're you're always trying to do too much. You're always trying to break the rules. You're always trying to find some other way of, of doing things. I tell people that if you're an entrepreneur, we have two things in common. We're crazy and we're losers. <laughs> we're, 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 we're crazy because everybody tells us, right? Your mom, your dad, your, your friends at school, somebody that landed this cushy job at a law firm or this big company or working for Google even, uh, they tell you you're crazy because you have an opportunity to go and follow that rigid path that everybody else says. And we're losers because if you're an entrepreneur, you're creating something that doesn't exist. Mm. And what what are the chances of getting it right the first time? Sure. Z- zero. And so you're you're a loser by force, because it's going to take you two, three, five, ten times to get it right. But if you have those, if you're crazy and you're a loser, you're going to be really successful and happy. I like that. I never heard that before, and I'm, I'm I like that. Yeah. R- original thought. But <laughs> well, speaking of original thought, um, I think I read you consider you're considered a thought leader. It, it, well, I, not by my children. Okay. Um, <laughs> I really well. But, so I guess what I'm getting at is I've never I've heard that term a couple times. I really never understood what exactly it means. I guess. Yeah, um, and um, I think what it means, and I've been called that in uh, in the press, but so I'm only going to sure. imagine what they mean by it. Um, thought leader to me is somebody who's been through it, who's up on their game, 
who's had successes on the material aspect of, of life, but also understands in a deeper level uh, what it is to follow your dreams and your passion and your purpose in life and to be able to not only absorb all of that, but deliver it to an audience that can benefit from it. So in, in that sense, that's really what I'm doing uh, on social media every single day, being here, talking to you, having an opportunity to have thousands of people listen to us and maybe just take something positive away from it. Um, I think that's what it's really all about. Yeah. And and just before I forget my thought, going back a little bit, you were talking about, you know, being losers and that, you know, with success and entrepreneurship and everything that do you have to be a certain risk taker in order to be uh, successful? And I guess, you know, where people who consider themselves losers or get to this mentality where, you know, I'm all in, you know, I don't have anything to lose. And if I do lose, okay, I'm back at square one, you know, no big deal. But is that kind of one of the keys to maybe not overall success, but just, you know, taking a chance and that leap of faith and starting your business. And like you said, learning from it and going from there, just being a risk taker. Is that a big part of it? You think? Oh, absolutely. Hey, Steve Jobs got fired by Apple. Mm. I mean, you know, not normal people uh, really change the world. Uh, you change the world by going outside of your comfort zone. That That's where everything happens. You know, sure. your comfort zone, speaking of quicksand, uh, to me, your comfort zone is kind of like your little prison. You know, we call it a comfort zone, but the same, it's the same thing like a bird that's been in a cage for years and you open that cage up. A lot of times the bird doesn't want to come out because they're yeah. really comfortable where they are. But the world's outside of that cage. And we get so comfortable in this cage, in this prison of where we should be. And we're never going to change anything, much less our own lives, if we can't jump out of that cage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got a you got a got a lot of good pearls and gems that uh, you're sharing right now, and I'm you know I'm loving it. Just like the way you look at life and the things you've learned, and you know you don't you seem to you know have that even kill like I was talking about, like I usually feel like I do, and that you, I mean, do you find yourself thinking a lot about things? I mean, you know, when you have situations rather than was it a fight or flight, you know, rather reacting right there, do you stop and sit back to a, you know, not even a major decision, but even small decisions and just, you know, let me think about this a little bit before we, uh, you know, go crazy right here. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And, and by the way, uh, I'm in one of the most stressful points in my life right now with my company, we're going through a lot of growing pains. We're trying to go public with the company. We're having issues because we have so many companies under us where mm. fires are going on every single day. So I'm not talking to you from high atop a mountain uh, where I'm, everything's all peaceful and Zen. Uh, I'm talking to you from the fires of hell basically. <laughs> and, and, and I'm still calm here because Good. again, focus on doing what you can do. Don't do what you can't do and just accept life as it, as it comes to you. When you can do that, when you can take that stress and, and put it behind you, then you can accomplish things. Mm. So, and and kind of going back earlier when you said, you know, just put the phone down and just do something different. I mean, what do you do to, you know, get rid of the stress? And, you know, what do you do outside of not running these businesses and thinking and being a thought leader and all that good stuff? I mean, what, what's your thing? What's your hobbies? Yeah, here's here's what I suggest that everybody does. And maybe don't do it as as much as I do, but do it every morning. 
I finally realized that the best job you can have is the job of taking care of yourself. So mm -hmm. when I wake up in the morning, I spend the first two hours taking care of me before I take care of my work. And so I try to get up early, five o'clock or earlier, and you don't have to do that, folks. It depends <laughs> on when you have to go to work, but I try to get up early. I work out for 60 to 90 minutes, nice. five days a week with a trainer. I'm 72 years old and, and I've had a bunch of 20 something year old guys that work for me throw up trying to work out with me. Nice. Uh, so, so I don't do easy stuff. Uh, so I, I work out and then I do positive affirmations uh, because no matter where you are in your life, you've got to give yourself the reassurance. You've got to become your biggest fan. If you don't, then who's, who's going to be. And I talk about the things that I'm grateful for. I, I pick two or three things every single day that I'm grateful for. Could be an amazing morning. It could be the fact that I had a great cappuccino. It could be the fact that somebody came into my life unexpectedly that is a real blessing. It could be big things or little things. And then after that, I meditate. I meditate for even 10 minutes. And when you meditate, folks, you don't have to like have this complete blank in your mind. I tried that for 10 years and it never worked. I realized meditation is just about getting into the now, relaxing, being calm, forgetting about all your troubles. Just five minutes, 10 minutes, a half hour, whatever it is. And then I read a little bit. If it's a page, a chapter, half a book, whatever it is, to get myself focused on right now, how I'm appreciating my life right now, then I can get to work. And if you do that every morning, focus on the, the business of you before the business of your business, you're going to be a lot happier every single day and you're going to get a lot more done. I'm loving what you said about doing hard things. And uh, I think Dr. Peter Atia is one guy that I follow and he actually talks about, you know, waking up and doing, you know, not necessarily hard things, but kind of challenging yourself every day, whether it be mentally or physically. And that's, in his philosophy, I guess, one of the keys to longevity. And just like, you know, what you just said, working out 60 to 90 minutes and having 20 year old guys, you know, get sick while working out with you. And like, it, it resonates with me a lot because, you know, I'm one of these CrossFit guys and just, I've just been doing it for 10 years. And, you know, and to my point, you know, doing hard workouts or learning to, you know, start a podcast or start a business or whatever, just challenge yourself it kind of almost makes daily life a little bit easier just because, you know, Hey, you know, somebody cut me off. All right. No big deal. You know, no big deal. You know, <laughs> I got my order wrong at the restaurant. Okay. Worst things have happened. Okay. And like, you know, and, but not only that, but staying ahead of the game, you know, you look great for 72, by the way, but you know, staying ahead of you know, working out and staying ahead of like, you know, your body, like, you know, saying, Hey, we're still work. We're still picking up heavy stuff or we're still going for long runs or we're still doing jujitsu or whatever it is. I mean, like that's one of the main things people forget to, I think, include in their life, you know, trying to be, you know, go through this life on running a business or whatever goal you have, whether it's, even if it's not being a business, but you also got to look out for yourself. And, you know, there's positive affirmations that you were saying that somebody told me, you know, you're the one person that you talk to, the most in this life you talk to yourself most of any other person in this life i think it's how it goes and stuff like it's yeah. cool and it's badass and just uh i want more people just to recognize that just you know that you know whatever you're picking up heavy stuff and your body's like oh we're still picking up heavy stuff here <laughs> you know 50 60 70 80 years old it's like okay we still gotta you know we gotta adapt and overcome to this and it's cool you know it, it's amazing how many people look at their driver's license and then they give up because of their date of birth that they see. 
Oh, and you can't you can't do that. You have I, I said if I could create my own driver's license, it would have all zeros. Um, <laughs> you know, because once you stop doing things because you're expected to stop, that's when you start going downhill. Sure. And I argue that you can drive on full the your entire life. And all of a sudden you're gonna wake up one morning and it's empty. That's okay. Goodbye at that point. But don't drive with a half tank. Don't drive with a quarter tank. Don't drive when you're going out looking for that gas station. Be at a full tank all the time. If you can get up and not worry about your age, not worry about what you're doing, and do this regiment every single morning, you're gonna be you're gonna be young until it's your time to to go. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just creating those those good habits and you know, that uh, James Clear talks about in one of his books that I read, Atomic Habits, and just that. And again, you know, you just don't start day one and you say, oh, I want to go run a marathon when you never ran anything right. in your life, but you want to go prepare for it somehow. And kind of like what I said earlier, that, that compound effect where you start making little better, your better decisions over time and they increase into something, you know, bigger than what you ever would have thought of, you know, whether it just be, right, so for breakfast this week, I'm going to eat a, a good meal for breakfast. And next week, change it up and it's like okay now i want to walk around the neighborhood one time okay oh hey i'm gonna read for 15 minutes no matter what you know just little things like that and just that wow it really adds up and and talk about reading though just that was one thing that i wanted to start making myself do just because of you know there's so many studies out there about you know the increase in knowledge and comprehension that you get from it and so i found that obviously i do, I do audio books where some people argue that that's not reading but I get a lot out of it. And plus I can do other things while, you know, walk the dogs or whatever, while I listen to the book and I still, you know, get pearls and gems. I take notes sometimes depending on what I'm reading and it's little things like that. I just find out what works for me. And I think that's helped tremendously. You know, like I also stop with this rant here, but I also heard that one time great athletes are governed by routines. And I used to think routines were for losers and nerds and, you know, like you don't fall by the seam of your pants. I mean, come on, man. So, uh, but doing that, like saying, okay, I'll be at work for this amount of hours. I'll read for this little bit, you know, and I'll take care of this here, there, and there. And it's keeps me structured. It keeps me steady. It keeps me sane. And I love it. And I think it also goes overlooked a little bit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, the reason that reading is so important and even audiobooks because you're using your brain, right? When you're sitting there watching TV, you're sitting there and it's all there for you. It's created exactly the way somebody wants you to see things. But when you're reading or when you're listening, your mind is is taking what you're getting and creating pictures, creating your own pictures. And your pictures could be way different than somebody sure. else's. When when I was growing up, again, you know my age now, when I was growing <laughs> up, we used to sit around the radio and we would listen to like a half hour show on the radio. And there could be five of us around that. And every one of us had different imagery of sure. the characters in the show, the scenes, what was going on. You're using your brain. So when you read or listen, you're using your brain to create things. And when you use your brain, you stay young and, and viral and you're a lot more effective in your daily life because you got all those synapses firing off all day long. So you got to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really cool just because, you know, I, you know, for example, that painting behind you that, you know, in terms of art or whatever that. Yeah, I, might, yeah, yeah, I might interpret that completely different than you know, like what you might do. And then, you know, say, oh, that yeah. might be different to me. And 
you know, then yeah. it's really cool. You can have these cool little discussions about it, not saying, you know, you have to have a debate about it or whatever, but it's like, hey, are you right? I never thought about that. That's a good point that you have. And, and yeah. just have a good, friendly conversation with it. And it makes two people better at the end of it, hopefully. You know? Yeah. And, and I think we've gotten to the point uh, right now where whatever you believe, you can find support for on the internet. The internet's become our best friend and our worst enemy uh, because right now, we become very cemented in our points of view because there's support for our points of view. Whereas before the internet, you hmm. would debate things and nobody would know who was right and who was wrong. <laughs> and it, it, in fact, everybody now thinks that they're all right and of everybody course. else is all wrong. But back then you would debate, you'd have a friendly debate, you'd talk about things, you'd express your point of view, you'd listen to somebody else's. And it's not too late to go back there, you know, and when you have, you're a lot more, a lot more likely to believe misinformation than you are to, to believe what turns out to be a real fact, because when you get misinformation, it supports what you believe, you don't go any further. But if you're like somebody who really wants to understand facts, you're going to dig into it. And my girlfriend did that the other day, she sent me something yesterday. I just saw this report in Illinois, how they've changed all the laws and trespassers can go on your property and the police can't remove them. It's horrible. What's this world coming to? And if you spend time and dig into it a little bit more, you find out, well, that's not really what's happening at all. Uh, but we don't do that. We, we, we skim off the surface. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've noticed that too. And just that when people were on the internet that they skim the surface and then they put themselves into these echo chambers and, they start, you know, just saying the wrong shit and or not in my point of view, the wrong shit. It could be right. I don't know. But and that's what draws them into this. I don't want to say. The, yeah, I don't want to it goes into like this depression or this victim mentality. And just the reason it's always like going back to that quicksand, quicksand. Yeah. It's everybody's yeah. fault except theirs. You know, yeah. it's like well, you're looking at it all wrong and you're not looking, getting all the facts, you know. And, and if one thing I've you know learned with podcasting and reading and, you know, it's like, hey, you you know, whoever you're talking to, just that, you know, I try to see things through their point of view, too. And then, you know, hopefully, OK, now, why do you think, you know, about X, Y and Z or what do you think about this? Whatever. And like, OK, cool. That's where they're at. So let's kind of bring it back to this. I don't know, this balance here. Just let me say, you know, what I know or what I can find out. And like now we can, you know, let's say what, now. What do you think? You know, and I, I think, like you said, when you were having those debates when you were younger and stuff that, you know, that's a lot, you know people are missing out on that. They don't know how to do that anymore. Everybody wants yeah. to be right and everybody wants to be heard. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. And, and the reality is folks, you're never right. And nobody listens. So <laughs> get past that and get to the point where you are, the more you actually, the more you listen, the more right you are, because when you're, when you listen to things and analyze what people are saying, then you're considering a lot of different options when you're just spouting out, you're not having a conversation, you're having a monologue. And, and with a monologue, all you're doing is supporting your own beliefs, whether they're correct, whether they're incorrect, and you become rigid in the way that you think. So open up your mind, take it all in, even things that you know in advance you disagree with, sure. take it all in so you can understand other people and why they think the way they do. Yeah, that's, I guess if I've learned anything, that's one thing I've learned is that to become more analytical thinking and just try to take in everybody's point of view and every situation that a certain thing could go. And that way I can hopefully make the best 
assumption or outcome or solution, whatever you want to say of whatever's going on. And, and I guess that's kind of what I asked you earlier, like, you know, is it, you know, to be successful and stuff that, you know, about reacting quickly or sitting back and thinking about it, that I guess it depends on the situation, but I find myself doing better that, you know, okay, let's take in all the information and make the best decision from there. And it's always like what we're saying. It's probably never going to be a hundred percent that people are always going to agree with that, whatever decision you make. But I think in terms of looking at it as far as, Hey, what's best for the company and for the people and for everything else, not just for me that hopefully you're doing the right thing. So I don't know. And, and, and if you can get to that point where your focus is on doing the right thing, it doesn't matter if everybody agrees with you. In fact, it doesn't really matter if anybody agrees with you. Uh, because you're doing what you should be doing. And sooner or later, people are going to realize it or you're going to have better friends. Brad, I think it's a good way to end this podcast right there with that good thought right there. So uh, if people want to find you or if anything you want to plug, feel free to do that and all that good stuff. Oh, okay. Well, uh, number one, ideapros.com. That's that's my my business. And on there, you can, if you are entrepreneurial, you can find free stuff in our blogs. Our blog's amazing. It has everything you could possibly have. There's uh, an opportunity to take mentorship courses from me, and there's full partnership opportunities. But uh, I'm pretty proud of my Instagram page. It's uh, official Fred Carey, C-A-R-Y. I have about a half a million followers. I post twice a day, every day. And I talk about entrepreneurship personal development, having a positive mindset, and always doing the right thing. So it's a combination of being a good person to be a good leader, wherever your life takes you. Cool. Well, Fred, thanks for being here. Thanks for having a little chat with me tonight. And I really appreciate you and your wisdom and everything you uh, shared with the audience. So thank you again. It, it was awesome. I really appreciated it. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Well, we're out of here, folks. See ya. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 